This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Uh, thank you. We're discussing honoring parents, and we are in Siman Reish Mem. Siman Reish Mem in Yoradea. And we got up to yesterday, Sif Yud Chet. Sif Yud Chet. And we talked about uh, Mamzer even has to honor his parents. We should ever know. Even a person has an evil parent, he's got to honor his parents. He's not allowed to go and do anything negative to the parent. If someone has to do anything negative, he shouldn't be him. Hire a nurse, hire someone else to do something negative. He should, the, the, the son or the daughter should not be something, doing something negative to their parents. Like holding them down, blocking them, whatever. Okay, now we come to a very interesting Shulchan Aruch. A person is not allowed to be too strict with his children. And put a heavy burden on them. You got to do this. He gives a person, you know, give your child a, he- a big list to do every day. Make him like a slave. Asur. Asur. Why is it Asur? And also to demand. You got to honor me. You got to do this. You got to do this. You got to do this. It shouldn't be a stumbling block for them. Why? Because then they can't keep it. They can't honor you. And therefore they'll give up. And they'll transgress Torah law of honoring. Get me this. Get me this. Get me this. Go run to the store. Get me this. Run this. The whole poor fellow is running here, running there for his father. For his mother. It's too much. You're going to make him sin. He's going to say, I can't do it anymore. So it's going to make a person sin. A person should be easy going with their children, especially older children. Forgive. And don't pay attention. It's very hard sometimes. You have, uh, I have a few kids. Some one kid, he calls me every day. The other kills me once a week. And the other kills me once a year. <laughs> <laughs> so now, what's going on? I mean, why this guy calls me every day? This one calls me once a week. This one calls me once a year. What's going on over here? Twice a year, whatever. So father would get upset, you know. The mother would get upset. How come he doesn't call? So a person's got to forgive their children. Because it's very, very important. The parents don't bear bad grudge against their children because that causes tremendous awon to, to the children, causes tremendous uh, demerits for the children. And that's why Erev Yom Kippur, person got to go and ask their ch- parents for forgiveness mm. just in case they did something wrong. It's very, very important. So the Shukhana says a very interesting thing psychologically. The parent should not be sh- too demanding from his children. Mm. Why? He's going to make the child sin. And also, the parent should know how to turn a blind, blind eye to the children. Sometimes children are rude, sometimes children didn't do anything properly. You've got to learn how to forgive and forget. It's very important for the parents to forgive and forget. Parents can't forgive their honor. We said yesterday, a king cannot forgive his honor. Why? Because the honor of the king is the honor of the nation. The king can't forgive his honor because his honor is the honor of all the people around. Whereas a parent can forgive his honor. Okay, so very good. Kaf. Gadol. A person who hits his oldest son or eldest son. Once your children reach a certain age and you whack them, what are they going to do? They'll whack you back. Imagine. So can you imagine. The question is, what age is this? So today it's getting earlier and earlier. Today teenagers, don't, don't beat a teenager. He's going to smack you. Doesn't that apply to any age, son? What if he's a young kid? He's not going to hit you back. He's going to scream at you or whatever. He'll threaten you with diapers, whatever. He'll say it's child abuse. <coughs> it depends on the age. If you know he's got to the age where he's going to smack you back, you're going to cause him to smack you. You're going to cause him to trip up. And if it's a bit... So today we don't. Today, but those days, I'm saying even in the days where it was allowed to smack your son. Be careful what I'm nothing. saying is if you have three kids and they're close in age, 
mean, I know you just made the reference never to smack your oldest son. No, not that. oldest son, old. Oh, old son. Oh, okay. Because when they get a certain age, okay. uh, where well, you know they're going to smack you back. That's the age. That's the cutoff. So in those days, come back, we're going to see the Ramah says, 22 years old. <laughs> Don't smack your son over 22 or 24 years old. Imagine. It was under 22, 24. It's very common. They whack their son. And the son would just keep quiet. But once he gets, becomes a man, and you whack your son who's a man, <laughs> you're going to ask for trouble. So that's a very important rule. Today's society especially, you can't hit your children over a certain age. They're going to react. And they're going to, then they're going to sin. It's going to cause them to sin against you. Hamakel ibn Agadol, a person who acts his child who is elder already, in those days the rabbis would put the father in the dui. They would excommunicate the father. Because they're putting a trap on the son. He hit his son. And he knows that we know the son's going to retaliate. And so this father caused the son to retaliate. And therefore the father is in Kherib. The, the, the rabbis will put him in Kherib. Don't put a stumbling block in front of the blind. The Ramah says, how old is old? Over 22 or 24 years old. That was in those days. Today's, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. Where the kid's going to smack you back if you hit him. You know, teenagers for sure. So again, it's not advocate today. Capital, uh, what is it called? It's... Uh, Corporal punishment is not advocated. It's a good thing. It's a good thing and a bad thing. The bad part of it is, so you don't have corporal punishment. What do you have? You have mind games. Mm. In a sense, mind games are worse because children go crazy. It drives the children crazy. You have to play games with the children. If you do this, this. If you do this, oh, you play mind games with the child. The child gets messed up as well. So sometimes a whack is better than a mind game, you know, because we have kids today with psychological problems because of what the parents are doing to them. So it's not physical abuse, it's mental abuse. So conversely, what, when, a, when a parent, when two parents bless their, their children, what's that? Is that something different? No. Is this part same of same blessing you just learned. Same blessing you just learned. Really? That's the blessing we bless our children. The Birkat no, Kohanim, the Kohen's blessing. The Kohen's blessing. And you could say Friday night, children? Friday night, that's what the blessing we say. Kiddush, we bless our children. With the blessing of the Quran. That's the main blessing of the Torah. That is the main blessing. Really? Yeah. And we bless the. This Friday, we bless the Khatan and Kalat. We bless the bride and groom under the chuppah. We get the Quran to come and bless them. Really? Yeah, it's a beautiful minhag. It's all a minhag, it's not obligatory. Okay, now we come to a person's. The stereotype Jewish family lays guilt on the kid. Yeah, that's, that's called psychological. And warfare. Is the same. Yes, yeah, so it's dangerous. A person's got to know. There's yes. physical abuse and there's mental abuse. So sometimes mental abuse is worse and therefore it causes yeah. the children to become cuckoo. So you, like, you, you see said, it, you see it, Charlie. You said the children are messed up today. You said before, like, if you have, if you have kids, one of them doesn't call uh, for a long time. Can you indirectly kind of. Have, of course! You, you know, can do what you want. Just make sure it's not going to help sometimes. Uh, sometimes I would, I would say. You know, I call my mother every day. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> say, talk. But I mean, I don't, it's not like I know, directly I know. No, for sure, 100%. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. You can tell them a story. You know, there's a guy with three kids. One kid called every day. One kid called once a week. Yeah. One called once, once a year. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell them a story. <laughs> You're not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. Of course not. <laughs> Let them get the message. You know what I mean? Sometimes kids have a grudge against the parent. They don't tell them. Right. But you can see how they act. There's something going on over there. 
which is which is unfortunate. So, but a parent, a child, a child also got to forgive their parents as well. We have to know our parents are also human beings. They're not. They weren't educated to be child raisers. You know, parents today don't know how to be. There's so many books today on child raising. How to, how to do this, how to do this. And with all those books, all the parents are fading. Phew. They don't know how to change, raise children. Mm. It's not something that comes naturally. You think it would come naturally. Yeah. So what do you do? The kid, you tell the kid, do this, and the kid does something else. What are you going to do? What does a parent do? Mm. Saying, you have to learn the, the, the test. It's an art. It's an art. The key is to have a good role model in the house. One good kid in the house, hopefully the oldest kid. That's, that's why you've got to spend your most time with the oldest kid. If the oldest kid is behaving, usually number two is the biggest problem. I know, I was number two. What about if it's a boy? Because <laughs> he's the rival to number one, usually. And there's a little bit of rivalry over there. What about if it's boy, then girl, or girl, then so boy? So boy, at first, is very tough. It's very tough to have a boy. And he's a very nice boy. I, I'm very fortunate. I had a Sadiq uh, firstborn. Thank God. Good. Plus, he was a psychologist. He knew how to handle kids more than I could. <laughs> amazing. He's amazing, that kid. How, okay. do you, how do you keep forgiving your parents if they keep doing the same thing? What are you going to do? They're parents. We said, we said yesterday. You're not allowed to dishonor your parents. You can't dishonor them. So what do you do if, you, if they keep doing the same thing? Keep trying to avoid it. Keep away. Don't go involved so much. You know what I mean? It's hard. Dealing with parents is the hardest thing. It's the hardest mitzvah. Because you're dealing with flesh and blood. Not someone who is rational. Sometimes parents don't think rationally. And especially with children, when your parents need help. That's where the honor is. Honor is when they need help. There's no honor when they don't need help. There's honor when they need help. What happens when they make comparisons between one, one sibling and Everyone one does child that. and another? It's a problem. It is a problem, but... It's the worst thing in the world. It's uh, yeah. worst, but it's natural. Don't forget, it's natural. I told you, one kid calls you every day. The other kid calls you once a week. The other kid calls you once a year. What do you do? You don't make comparisons? Make comparisons in your own head, but don't voice it. Okay. You can't say, the other guy's better. I like this guy better than you. Because the guy feels already he's lost. He's lost. He lost hope, and he might as well give up. That's why in Jewish law, Jewish is the worst thing. First, you never give up hope. My breast off, right? Never give up hope. Always be happy and faith. Faith. It's like the rabbis who lecture the... There's no hope for you. You're gone. You're dead. You're dead meat. What do you mean no hope for you? What do you mean? In God's world, everything has hope. We live on hope. All of us live on hope. Mashiach will come. Someone keeps asking me, he says, My year, my year, my year, soft. So I know the soft, the soft, the end is going to be very good. There's no question about that. The question is what's going to happen in the meantime. <laughs> the end isn't for sure good. So we just have to get to the end. We just have to this process. Well, I was going to think, you know, this is temporary. Everything will end one day. Anyway, let's continue. So now, you have a father, and your father remarried. What is your mitzvah to your father's new wife, your stepmother? Is there an obligation to honor your stepmother? And the answer is, yes, through the father. Since you have to honor your father, this is now your father's wife. You have to honor her through your father. And same thing applies to the mother. The mother remarried and married a new guy, your stepfather. So you have to, now you have three parents to honor. But you honor the new other parent through your mother's honor. Which means, if the father divorced his second wife, there's no more honor anymore. She's not your mother. She was your mother because of marriage. So you're honoring her through the father. Well, now the father divorced her. Okay? Yeah, but she gave birth to you. No, stepmother. Oh, stepmother. Second wife. Your father got divorced from the first wife. His first wife passed away. That's your mother. Your mother passed away or she got divorced. 
Yes. And he married another wife. You have to honor the second wife because she's married to your oh, father. Right. To the honor of the father. Or a co-wife. <coughs> so, yeah. What are the rules of Nigiyah for step-parents and kids? Very good question. It's a very adopted question. Let's say adopted parents. <laughs> it's a very good question, and there's a few beautiful emotional Feinstein. So it depends on what age they were adopted. And it's a very big problem with stepchildren. It's a very big problem. There's Yichud issues... If the, if the girl was adopted or there was a stepdaughter uh, at a very young age and she got used to this guy as his father and he got used to as his daughter, and Moshe Fanchi says, there's no issue. It's like a father and daughter. But if they got married later on and the, the girl's already, I don't know, three, four years old, it's already it's not like your daughter. So it's a, there's problems with Yichud, you can't touch her. It's, it's big problems, big headache, big headaches. It's just interesting. The same thing adopting it's, a girl. Right. You're adopting, the same thing adopting a boy. People don't realize it's Yichud with a boy. You adopt a boy at the age of five. The mother's not like her son. So he's now nine years old. That's for the mother to be alone with the boy. She can't be alone. I just find it interesting. So a brother, brother and sister, stepsisters and brothers, big problem. Right. You're obligated to respect the step-parent. Yes, as long as they're married. When it comes to sh- shaking their hand, do you, that's outside of the realm yeah, of, of respect. Course. She's not your mother. She's not your mother. But it's, really? Isn't that considered respectful? No, it's not respectful. It's Isunigya. Erba. So, uh, your mother is the only one, your mother and your grandmother and your daughter and your granddaughter. How about your aunt? No. Why? Can't touch your aunt. She's someone else's wife. Yeah, but it's your, but your, it's your grandmother's sister. Your grandmother's sister, it's not a grand aunt. It's a great aunt. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, that's true. And still, it doesn't make a difference. The only, only woman a man is allowed to touch is, number one, his wife, Baruch Hashem. And only two weeks a month. <laughs> Even that's limited, it's amazing. Judaism is the hardest, toughest religion I respect. I think. <laughs> Number two is your mother, Baruch Hashem, uh-huh. and your daughter, daughter, and your grandmother, and your granddaughter, according to Rav Moshe Feinstein. Baruch Hashem for that. Wow. Plus, there's no yichud for them. But there's yichud for your sister, even your sister, the Rambam says, even though it's allowed to touch your sister, you shouldn't. Why? It's disgusting, he says. Just so hug your kiss, there's a kiss. You can say hello as much as time. you want, but just don't kiss her and don't hug her. It's disgusting. That's what the Rambam says. I'm just telling you what the Rambam says. Is there another opinion? No. no. The Torah law, you're allowed to. The Torah allows it. Oh. The Rambam says it's, it's disgusting. I think the Lincoln has a problem with grandkids too. Whatever. The Rambam she finds allows it. I'm, I'm just telling the lead's opinion. I don't give you all. Obviously, there's strict bro? opinions as well. I'm giving you lead's opinions. Great grandmother? It's like your mother. Let's recap. Okay. So, let's recap. So we are discussing how this conversation got pulled in a different direction. Thank you so much. Uh, a person had a, had a son, okay? Uh, Yitzhak and Rivka had Yaakov. Uh, so this is hypothetical. This is not the original Yitzhak and Rivka, okay? Yitzhak and Rivka had Yaakov. Uh, Rivka passes away. Yitzhak marries a second wife, Leah. And what is Yaakov's respect and honor for Leah? Does he have to have honor and respect Leah? And the answer is yes. yes. How? Through the father. Through the father. He has a mitzvah to honor his father. He has to honor his father's wife. That's part of the mitzvah, honoring your father. But if he divorced Leah, if Yitzhak divorces Leah, Yaakov has no obligation to Leah. However, let's see the Shukran. He has a caveat over here. <coughs> as long as his father is alive, he has to honor his father's wife, the second wife. And same thing, as long as his mother is alive, he has to honor the stepfather. After they die or they got divorced, he doesn't have to honor them. 
And then he says, look at this, caveat. Mikol makom, davar chagun lechabdam. Nevertheless, it's fitting, it's good to honor them even after the father died or after the mother died. I have a case here in Shul, amazing case. A very wealthy guy in town, I'm not mentioning any names. Who married this woman's mother. He married her and she died with very severe pancreatic cancer within a year she died. So this was her stepfather through her mother. And now the stepfather's like, he's got whatever, he's sick, he's old, she goes to visit him every Shabbat. They're very close contact. It's like we're talking about. It's not obligatory, why? Because her mother's dead. He's not the husband of the mother anymore. But since he was at one time the husband of the mother, she goes and visits. Very amazing. Exactly what the Shukhanah says. Davar Hagun. It's something which is fitting. Something which is very, very good. So that's Midot. That's good traits. She has good traits. She goes, amazing. Caring for him is okay? She's not alone with him. He has a caretaker. He has a wife. He has another wife. And he has a caretaker. Don't worry. She's never alone with him. Okay. So that's the case. Kapit. Hayav Adam Bechavod Achiv Agadol. Wow. It includes, how do we know your older brother? Kaved et avicha. The extra et comes to add your older brother. Is that your oldest brother? Your older brother? What about your older sister? Those are the questions we have over here. Let's, I just want to read the Shukhar Aruch. Hayav Adam Bechavod Achiv Hagadol. It's an obligation on a person to honor their oldest brother. Bechu Achiv Me'aviv. Whether he's a stepbrother from the father, Benchu Achiv Me'imo. Whether he's a stepbrother from his mother. And even if the younger brother is a big Talmud Hacham, he's left on his older brother. Okay. Okay. So let's look at the commentaries over here. Because he doesn't talk about your older sister, he doesn't talk about older brothers. So there's a there's a machlok between the Rambam and the Ramban. Im chayav lechabed lechabed achiv hagadol af leacham mitat aviv bimo. Is your oldest brother connected? You're, you're honoring them because of your parents. Is the honor due to your oldest brother due to the parents' honor, or is it something else? Machlok at Rambam and Ramban. If your parents died, you still have to honor your oldest brother. Because the Torah says, it's linked to honor of your father and your mother. So, therefore, if the father and mother are dead, it's like they're Kibiyachol, uh, the called second wife or the second husband. Very, very interesting and fascinating. Why? Because the honor due to the oldest brother is the honor of the parents. Beautiful, amazing. As long as the parents are alive. That's the big machloket of here between the Rambam and the Ramban. Achiva Gadol. Says, only your oldest brother, not your oldest sister. Yes. It's been working. So that seems to be more uh, Ashkenazi opinion. What's the Sephardic opinion? Rabbi? So, Medin Derek Harris, he says, there's no obligation to honor your sister, but it's Derek Harris. It's manners. She's older than you. Let her have her say first. 
So it's manners. There's manners. There's interesting. There's obligation of honoring parents, and there's manners as well. So there's two different issues over here. So you're right. But, uh, from, the, from because of honoring parents, you don't have to honor your older sister. But because of manners, she she comes, she's older. So you do. So interesting. Beautiful. So a person's got to use the common sense. There's no, okay, I don't have to honor my uh, older sister, but there are herits. You have to have. Before the Torah was given, you had to have Derek Heretz. Derek Heretz, Kadmala Torah. Derek Heretz comes first. Number, number one priority in life is Derek Heretz. Derek Heretz. person has no manners, zero. All his Torah is worthless. Why? It's a Nezim Zahav Be'af Chazir. It's a gold ring in the nose of a pig. If a person acts like a pig and he loves Torah, his nose ring is like a gold nose ring. The Torah is a gold nose ring in the nose of a pig. Terrible. So a person's not honest. He's dishonest in business. He's Terrible. Terrible. person doesn't speak properly to people. He starts shouting at people, calls them names. Heck with you, hell with you. Kind of attitude, that's not a Jewish attitude. That's not No, Okay, we are moving on. You see it a lot with the waiters. How they speak to waiters. So now look at this case. This is a very amazing case. It's a very unusual case. You have two brothers. The older brother is Amaritz. The younger brother is a Tamidacham. He's a rabbi. Okay? And what happens? The older brother got mad with the younger brother started cursing him, abusing him, cursing him. And this younger brother is a rabbi, put him in a cherem. Put the older brother in a cherem. Yafi'asa. It's good he did that. Since he didn't do what the Torah requires to give honor to the Torah, He's not doing, he didn't, he's not doing He's not doing And therefore he doesn't deserve honor. He can lose his honor. If he doesn't respect, imagine, he doesn't respect his brothers, the Tamir Chacham, he loses honor. Anyway, interesting. It's not the same as King It's not, no. It's the honor due to, we didn't get there yet. The honor due to a rabbi. We're coming to that. We didn't get there yet. It's a totally different section. Now we come to, what about one's in-laws? Someone asked me this already. Hayav Adam Lechabed Hamid. A person has to honor his father-in-law. Obviously his father, mother-in-law as well. So we call them the outlaws. In-laws and the outlaws. Chayav Adam lechabed chamiv. i repeat it. A person has to obligate it to honor their in-laws. It's for Shalom Bayit purposes. It's your wife and it's her parents. Or it's your wife, it's your parents and it's her. her your, she has to honor your parents and you have to honor her parents. Yesh Omrim. Now we come to what about grandparents? Do you have to honor your grandparents? This is Ramah. This is the Ramah. This is Ramah. This is not the writer. We'll see. This is Ramah. It's interesting. Ramah. This is the Ashkenazi opinion. So let's just recap. If you have to honor your father's wife, your second wife, wouldn't you have to honor his father? Is there a difference between honoring your stepmother or honoring your father, your grandfather? There is a difference. Why? What's the difference? Because you have to honor your father. Right. Your father has to honor his his father. Right. Your your father doesn't have to honor his wife. Well, they're hers. <laughs> but you have to honor her because it's directly linked to the honor of your father. So the question is: Is your is the honor due to the grandfather directly linked to the honor of the father? I think it is. Omar says, "Yeshu mim but if they give you two conflicting instructions... Then no, you're... of course your father comes first. Of course your father comes first. So let's see, this is Ramah. Yeshramim. He brings on a Yeshramim. Then Adam Chaya Bechavod Avi Aviv. 
the person does not have to honor his grandfather. Ve'enonireli, the Ramah says, doesn't appear to me to be right. This is wrong. Ela chayav bechavod aviv yoter bechavod avi aviv. You have to honor your grandfather as well, but your father's honor comes before your grandfather's honor. Right. Exactly what we said. So Ramah knocks out this opinion. He brings it down to the Yeshamrim, and he knocks it out, and therefore the bottom line is, you have to honor your grandfather, but your father comes first. The father says, do this. The grandfather says, do this. So wait in line. The father says, give me a glass of water. That's honor. Give me a glass of water. And the grandfather, great grand, your grandfather says, give me a glass of water. The, grand, the father comes first. But usually what happens is, if the father's smart, he'll say, honor your father, grandfather. Because <laughs> it's his job to honor his father. Yeah. So he'll say, tell son, look after my father first. That's honor to, that's, then he's honoring his father. Okay, we are now moving on. Is the father allowed to serve his son? The father wants to bring his son a glass of water. It happens with mothers all the time. This is not fathers, mothers. Yeah, son, bring some food, drink, set the table for you, make the bed for you, I'll do everything for you, pack your suitcase for you. <laughs> so if the father or mother wants to serve their son, is he allowed to accept it or not? Your father said, you know, I bought you a brand new car. <laughs> Mutar. Why? You're allowed to unless your father is a rabbi. Mm-hmm. Hear that? Oh. <laughs> 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 Why? Why Because <laughs> <laughs> then you're mishtamish, but that's a different issue. Father, no problem. Your father can be mochan is kabod. So a person shouldn't be mishtamesh betamich hacham. That's something else. So interesting. What, is it, what, what do you do when you have guests? When you're serving them? Explain. So the famous Gemara. The Gemara says, the rabbis were sitting in Rabban Gamliel's house. And Rabban Gamliel was the chief rabbi of Israel. And he was serving them. Right. I can't remember who stood up and said, it's not right that you should be serving us. They said, what are you talking about? Abraham Avinu stood up and served the, the Arabs. They didn't know they were angels. Right. So if he can serve the Arabs... And how much more so we can, Rabban Gamaliel can serve us? And that's Halakha, bottom line. In other words, they're all rabbis, <laughs> yeah, not just... Uh, but if the person, whatever, there's a separate mitzvah. There's no mitzvah of looking after your children in the sense someone else can look at. Someone else can bring them the food. You don't have to be the only one. Unless they're little babies, obviously. We're talking about an adult. We're talking about a grown-up child. And the father's rabbi, and he yeah, take the food, take it. What do you mean? Daddy, I'll do it myself. That's what you should say. Mm. He, the child should be serving the father, the father serving the son, child. But otherwise, it's okay. It's okay for a child to serve his, for the father to serve his child. But the father is something else. Then he shouldn't be serving the child. Okay. What's the definition of a Talmud <laughs> So the Quran says no such thing. Okay. Today, there's no such thing. Let's look at Rashi over there. Rashi says, Misha Shemesh, It's all about Shemush. So a lot of people say today there's no din of Tamit Hacham. So today it's probably okay. Tamit Hacham. I just finished off this halakha. This is the last halakha in Hukhot Kibbut Abayim. A student who wants to go to a different place to learn Torah wants to go to Israel to learn. And his parents say, No, we don't want you to go. We're right about you. I heard it's dangerous in that area. It's dangerous over there. Ain't sarich lishmua la'aviv To learn Torah, you don't have to listen to your parents. 
Even his parents say, no, no, here, I'm not telling you not to go. Go to Yeshiva Lakewood. No, I want to go to Israel. But it's dangerous, whatever, the tour, terrorists, or whatever. He's the allowed ticket? to go. Who's, Who's paying the ticket? Pay your own ticket. This is a This is a Fundraise. Fundraise. Hey, no, sorry, the Shmuel Avif is now we come to a very interesting case similarly the father says I don't want you to marry this woman marry someone else wow. so it depends we're going we're to see this in Ebenezer this, this is the law of Ebenezer he doesn't have to listen to his father unless the woman has got bad midot the woman has bad traits and the father has good grounds to say no Jewish grounds not just dumb I don't like her face I don't like this girl he has to have grounds that she doesn't have good midot She's uh, not religious enough. Those are good grounds, but otherwise, the son doesn't have to listen to his parents. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.